0: Don't you just love the fair? Well, that's where I am right now. I've had a great week of outreach here. It's Friday at the fair. The sights, sounds, the smells, cotton candy, eclairs, nachos. Oh man, there's all kinds of great stuff here. But all seriousness, I'm thankful for you joining me on Bible Track Echoes. I'm Mike McCurry, your host i'm going to encourage you to tune in next week as well because today's a little bit of an oddball broadcast this is not the norm we're walking by the army reserve booth right now got some kids doing pull-ups and stuff and bench press and deadlifts it's crazy and we're about to walk towards the music area so i'm going to cut past the music because it's a little bit loud with all the rides and whatnot but uh stick with me we're going to talk about what i'm doing at the fair All right, I've cut past all the music and everything, and I'm back at the booth where we're handing out what are called gospel walking sticks. Now, these gospel walking sticks, honestly, they're dowel rods about four foot tall with a hole drill at the top, a little leather strap, and some beads on a bracelet, on the bracelet with a little card on it. I'm gonna explain it to you real quick what this is all about. There are five beads here. You have the gold one, that represents heaven. Now, what we're doing is we're passing these out because we want people to go to heaven. <laughs> we're, honestly, that's the purpose of Bible Track. That goes, that's the purpose of Bible Tracks Incorporated. And that's why I'm here at the fair right now. We have this gold bead represents heaven because everybody wants to go to heaven. That's what we tell people. we got to give them the instruction manual because we say this stick can walk them straight to heaven if they allow it. And That's what we're doing at the booth over here. But the gold bead represents heaven. Everybody wants to go there, but unfortunately there's this dark bead. That represents our sin, things that we do wrong. In our sin, the Bible tells us keeps us out of heaven. You know, there's some Bible verses on the little card that go with this uh, walking stick. John fourteen six, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me, and that's in that gold color for heaven. But then Romans three twenty-three and six twenty-three, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But then we see that there is a red bead here, and we're very thankful for the red bead because that represents the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ shed his blood for you and for me so that we could have access to heaven, but we must accept his free gift. And that's what my friend Taylor, I don't know if those of you that are listening on radio, a young man, Taylor Cranville, he and his wife are planning a church in the chicagoland area he's helping out with fair outreach today he's telling some people that right now but i'm thankful for this shed blood of jesus because if we accept that free gift we can get saved we can accept salvation and be washed the white bead here washed pure as snow the bible verses that go along with those two things here in the red romans three twenty-five, whom god hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. And here's the good news, the white bead, Romans 10, 13, all you have to do is ask, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Then lastly, we have the green bead, and that can represent two different things. Number one, our everlasting life, like the evergreen uh, in heaven, or the fact that we, after we accept Christ and are on our way to heaven, we need to grow in grace. That's why we're here at the fair. And i'm so thankful for the opportunity to tell you about this and i'm thankful for the opportunity to use bible tracks incorporated uh, products as we are here at the fair i've got to hand out the thing i mentioned earlier i got to hand out some of the guardian gospel tract for ems law enforcement and fire and they got to hand some out to the sheriff's folks uh, correctional officers around the corner here but that's why i'm here at the fair we're telling people about jesus Christ. A question for you today is this, who have you told about our Lord and Savior recently? You say, well, I can't, I can't witness to people. I'm an introvert. Well, friend, did you know that the Great Commission doesn't say, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel unless you're an introvert? Hmm. Does that make you think a little bit? You don't have to be an extrovert to tell people about the gospel. One of the great things I love about these gospel walking sticks is the fact that we can train some people that maybe they'd say, I'm, I'm not really good with talking to people. I'm kind of introverted. Uh, I'm a little shy. Well, you know what? These sticks have to be put together. The holes have to be drilled. The, uh, the thread, uh, the leather strap has to be strong. The beads have to be put on them and it involves everybody. And so I'd encourage a church uh, if you're listening right now, you go to a good gospel preaching church, and you have a county fair n- near you. I'd encourage you next fall or whatever your fair is, maybe consider setting them a booth. I'd love to talk to you about these gospel walking sticks. Uh, it, it's not a product that we sell online. We don't well, we don't really sell much online. We give our tracks away, of course, but I'd encourage you to use gospel tracks. You never know what God is going to do through gospel tracks, and that reminds me. I'd like to tell you about something, something that we had the opportunity to produce not that long ago. Stick around for this last segment of Bible Track Echoes this week. As we conclude this week of broadcasts, I'm walking by the blacksmith demonstration and there's a log art demonstration going on over here. Then on the other side, I got a bunch of animals over here. I talked about the smells that come with the fair. Uh, this doesn't quite smell like cotton candy, but regardless as we conclude this week i'd like to share with you for the first time on the radio the testimony of a lady named kim bolts and that sheep over there wants to share it with you as well long story short we have been producing tracked stories we've had the opportunity to immortalize if you will video and record some people's track story we did uh we've done doug anderson on the radio not that long ago if you missed that you can go back on youtube and find it Just search. For Bible Tracks Inc and Doug Anderson and that'll come up but the Boltses are now missionaries in Guyana but before they were missionaries in Guyana it's amazing to know that she got saved because people wouldn't stop leaving Gospel Tracks at her place of work what did she do well she was a waitress and just almost every day she said she would get these Gospel Tracks left with a tip there on the table. And over time, she really wasn't paying much attention to them. She said she'd often throw them away, but it finally got to a place where she needed hope. She needed peace, and she had none. And those gospel tracts finally started speaking to her. She started listening, listening, I should say. And Miss Boltz got saved. As a result, her husband got saved, her children got saved, they're now missionaries in Guyana. Hundreds, if not thousands of people have come to Christ as a result of their testimony. I'd love for you to listen in for these next few moments. We're going to listen to this testimony. I'm going to ask you, if you don't already use gospel tracts routinely, please start doing so and leave them with a generous tip for your waiter or waitress. I want to thank you for tuning in for this kind of odd week with animals in it and logs and blacksmiths and all kinds of craziness. But listen now to Kim Bolts' testimony as she shares with us the importance of Gospel Tracks. Thank you so much for tuning in. My prayer as always is that you have a great day for His glory. Listen to Miss Bolts now.
1: I'm Kim Bolts and I got saved through Gospel Tracks. My father got saved when I was about 13 years old and he started changing our household and it did not match anything I was being taught at school or anything else, I went to a public school. And so I just thought he went crazy and I poured myself into school and extracurricular things to stay away from home as much as possible. Well, I was able to get a job when I was 16 as a waitress. When I was 18, I moved out and I continued my um, career, so to speak, um, in waitressing and I went from one job to another job. I get tracks at different places, but um, I worked at Esther's restaurant in Fredericksburg, PA for 13 years. I got tracks all the time, and to be honest, I just kind of threw them away and took the tip out. (laughs) You know, that's what all the waitresses did. In that time period, I got married. I started raising my family, but a series of things was going on in my life. You know, my father-in-law passed away. I had a pregnancy. I was married and, and we had already four kids. This was our fourth pregnancy when I got saved, and um, it was a complicated pregnancy. I was thinking about what if something would happen to me? You know, the doctor said that if I should die giving birth, you know, he asked the husband, my husband, who should be saved? you or the, the little one? And we both agreed to save the baby. But I remember thinking, what happens if I die through all this? Believe it or not, I still did not get saved through that. But from that point on, when I recovered, I started to read these tracks. It was like leading me to what more is out there. And so these tracks, I started to read them. And waitresses would pick on me and say, just throw those things away, you know? So then I started putting them in my pocket and reading them in the bathroom or on my way home or or at home, whatever. And um, the Lord just began to work in my heart even more. At that time, Unfortunately, I was also a drinker and a smoker, so was my husband. I had bought a a pack of cigarettes and I started smoking one, and I just saw one of the tracks laying on my council in the car, and I just decided to read it one more time. And when I read it, um, I said, Lord, if you're really real, like you say you are in these tracks, forgive me of my sin and come into my life. Take this habit away from me and make me a new person. I promise, I, I told him, I promise, if you do that, I'll know you're real so, the next morning, I woke up, wore my coffee, got ready to go smoke my cigarette, and I didn't even have any because I threw them away that night, the night before. And I instantly felt like I'm not a smoker. I felt like I never even enjoyed it, liked it, or anything. I couldn't even stand the thought of smoking a cigarette. And right away, God reminded me, remember what you did the night before. And so, I remembered I got saved. And so, I knew that I cannot do that no more, and I didn't even want to. That began the change in my life. I began to grow. And so as I was growing, that made my husband very upset because I wouldn't go drinking with him no more. He didn't want me raising the kids to go to church all the time. And so that's the way it went for just three months, praise the Lord. It could have been a whole lot longer, but I was praying for him all the time to get saved and to join us. And so three months into it, I asked my husband if I could homeschool the children. And that day he said, I had enough of you. <laughs> and he he left. He slammed the door and said, I'm not coming back so you can do what you want with the kids. And I thought for sure he was going to stay gone. But I, I prayed that day and said, Lord, if you don't save him now, today, our marriage is over. So the Lord brought him home that night. And I was surprised to see him actually because he was that angry that I just thought, I guess I doubted my prayer, you know, but God brought him home and um, he heard on the way to work, a preacher preaching the gospel message, the same thing that I would say. And um, he didn't get saved in his car going to work, and he didn't get saved at work either, but he came home that night and asked me to share it one more time, explain it. So he got saved that night. And when he got saved, he and I decided we want to serve the Lord and, and just grow and get active in the Lord and get go to church and, and, and be faithful. God called us to the mission field. And um, in 2012, we went down to Guyana, South America, and my husband started a church. And we've led many to go hundreds to the Lord. Sometimes when um, people leave these gospel tracts out, they think it's a waste of time or waste of money, and they find them in the trash can and things like that. God's Word never goes void. This one tract that I had received, not only led me to the Lord, but I eventually led my husband to the Lord, and then our children to the Lord, and you never know what one track's going to do, so don't stop handing out tracks.